politics, power, and the people. From Washington, D.C., this is The Week on the Hill. This new Republican leadership team is ready to get to work to put America back on the right track. With great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. The House's top Republican, Kevin McCarthy, now in line to become House Speaker, and the outgoing House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, speaking during a week of major developments on Capitol Hill in the wake of the midterm elections. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and while it took more than a week since Election Day, Republicans finally got the votes they needed to give them a majority in the next session of Congress. Kevin McCarthy received enough votes from his GOP conference to be nominated, though 31 Republicans opposed him. He'll need to shore up support from conservatives if he's to be voted in as Speaker by the full House when it convenes in January. Everyone's going to have to give a little on both sides. But the number one thing I'm going to do as a leader is I'm going to listen to all voices in the conference, and we're going to do together what is best. The one thing you'll learn is my opportunity to be Speaker is the House is going to change. No longer is all the power going to rest the way Nancy had. No more proxy voting. Bills will actually go through committees. They will be debated before they come to the floor and people will actually have a say. Why? Because you, the American public, have lent your voice to every single member. And you have a right for your voice to be heard, and that's exactly what we're going to do. His reference to proxy voting is a change that was made during the pandemic that allows House lawmakers to vote remotely, not actually here in the Capitol. Republicans, though they've used it extensively, as have Democrats, are generally critical of the practice. McCarthy wants to change it so lawmakers must vote in person. Republicans also want to remove the metal detectors outside the House chambers that were set up in the wake of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Some Republicans have complained about the need to go through them to reach the House floor. The House floor was where Speaker Pelosi announced she was stepping aside as leader of her party, receiving a standing ovation from Democrats before making her announcement. The House will be in order. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. Now we must move boldly into the future, grounded by the principles that have propelled us this far and open to fresh possibilities. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer and the Majority Whip Jim Clyburn also said they would not seek re-election to their leadership posts. The three Democratic leaders are all in their 80s. Pelosi and Hoyer, both originally from Maryland, first met when they were in their 20s and for much of their careers have been respectful rivals within the Democratic Party. Pelosi is from a political family, the daughter of one-time Baltimore Mayor Thomas D'Alessandro. Hoyer quickly rose through the Maryland State Legislature before getting elected to Congress more than 40 years ago. Pelosi was the first woman elected to a Democratic leadership post and beat out Hoyer to become the minority whip 20 years ago. She also surprised many political observers in 2006 when she endorsed Pennsylvania Congressman John Murtha over Hoyer for House Majority Leader, though Hoyer eventually prevailed. The Maryland lawmaker has now served longer than any other Democrat in the House and, like Pelosi, will continue to represent his district. Pelosi, who will continue to represent her constituents in San Francisco, is the first and only woman to be elected House Speaker, and her likely successor could also make history. New York Congressman Hakeem Jeffries, the 52-year-old chair of the Democratic Caucus, would be the first black Democratic House leader. The day after Pelosi's announcement, Jeffries said he would seek the leadership post. He has widespread support and has been a consistent voice for Democratic policies. House Democrats, get stuff done. We deliver lower costs, better paying jobs, safer communities. We put people over 
politics. Jeffries and other members of the new House leadership team, Massachusetts Congresswoman Catherine Clark and California Congressman Pete Aguilar, are expected to be elected when Democrats vote on November 30th. Well, the changing of the guard involving House Democrats has received a lot of attention. Senate Republicans had an eventful leadership election this week. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, for the first time in 15 years, faced a challenge from Florida Senator Rick Scott. Ten Republican senators voted against McConnell, including Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Reporters, including myself, caught up with him in a crowded hallway of the Capitol after they emerged from their meeting in the old Senate chamber. There was a lot of expression in the room that the Republican conference and Republican leadership needs to be more vigorous and more effective in fighting policies that are hurting the American people. And I hope that that debate and that discussion uh, produces meaningful change. For his part, McConnell has downplayed the rift within the GOP, but acknowledges Republicans fell short of what they hope to accomplish in the midterm elections, since Democrats will once again control the Senate. Here's the problem. We underperformed among voters who did not like President Biden's performance, among independents and among moderate Republicans who looked at us and concluded too much chaos, too much negativity, and we turned off a lot of these centrist voters, which is why I never predicted a red wave to begin with, if you all recall. I said all along this is going to be close. Dr. Oz was trying to run as a moderate, trying to appeal to those voters in Bucks and Chester County surrounding Philadelphia. That message got muddled at the end, which made it very difficult for him to achieve success. We had the same problem in Nevada, which was our best pickup opportunity. It reflected itself in Georgia as well, but fortunately I, I didn't used to like the runoff in Georgia. All of a sudden I like it a lot better than I used to. We got a second chance in Georgia to get it right. Some Republicans are concerned that former President Trump's re-election announcement won't help Republican Herschel Walker's Senate run in Georgia against Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock. Even though the race won't determine the balance of power in the Senate, Republicans would like to get it back to 50-50. Republicans, meanwhile, are struggling over former President Trump's continuing hold on the party. Some are suggesting it's time to break with him, while others are doubling down on their support. McConnell won't say it publicly, but he and many other Republicans would like to move forward and put Mr. Trump's grievances about the 2020 election behind them. Asked for his thoughts on the former president's announcement, McConnell, who's a football fan, decided to punt. The way I'm going to go into this presidential primary season is to stay out of it. I don't have uh, a dog in that fight. I think it's going to be a highly contested uh, nomination fight with other candidates entering, and it's all going to be quite good for you all to cover. I'm WTOP's Mitchell Miller, and this is The Week on the Hill.